Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Welcome back to another edition of Football 24-7. He's John McMullen, and I'm your guy, Tone DeShields II. Of course, you guys, we all heard the devastating news when it comes to Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. And lo and behold, we have our guy, John McMullen, to give us any sort of update, anything he may know about this injury that he sustained uh, in the matchup with the Bears uh, on Sunday uh, afternoon. So, John, first and foremost, welcome back to this side of town. Uh, glad you had a safe flight. Uh, do you have any insight, any updates on this injury that Jalen Hurts sustained? Yeah, it's a, a, a sprain throwing shoulder. Um, it's not season ending. Uh, so, you know, people can calm down from that perspective. Uh, I was told he needs some rest and treatment to, to re-strengthen the shoulder. Typically what happens when you, when you sprain it. So, you know, it's early, but I wouldn't expect him certainly in Dallas on Saturday on a short week. I think there's a chance he might miss two games. I, I think that's the most likely scenario. And, you know, people have to realize the Eagles' magic number for clinching everything in the NFC is essentially one. So, um, you know, only one win in the final three games, and they have not only the NFC East title, but also the first round. Um, uh, the the number one seed in the first round by. So, you know, if Gardner Minshew can come in and, and it, it's conceivable, in, in other words, if week 18 there's nothing to play for that Jalen Hurts, you might not see Jalen Hurts for the rest of the regular season. But I want to emphasize this very clearly. Uh, he is going to be back for the postseason. Um, this is not a season and ending injury. I know how rumors start to go like wildfire. Not the case. Sprained shoulder. He will, he will be back. 
And, you know, that's the interesting thing because, you know, like you said, the rumors, and there were rumors about it being the left shoulder. There were rumors about it being the throwing shoulder, like you just said, uh, rumors about the collarbone. You know, wh why do you think this th this narrative was just all over the place? I mean, you know, again, people were trying to figure this thing out. This thing is still relatively unfolding. We know Nick Seriani and those guys like to keep everything closer to the hip. So why do you think there were so many conf conflicting reports out there about this about the young well, man's injury? I, I mean, you know, <laughs> follow who you trust. I mean, you can trust Tom Pellicer. You can trust Mike Carapolo. You can trust Jeff McClain. You can trust me. If there's other people that are oh, around trust you, the John. Eagles, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, people like to run with these things. Um, I don't know. I can't explain why people do what they do, but uh, he's got a sprain in his throwing shoulder. Um, it is not a seizing ending injury. It is not a serious injury uh, from the perspective of um, – long-term damage or anything of that nature. Um, and the Eagles expect them back. So um, it's never good when you, you have to miss a game or two, but Gardner Minshew is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. They built up a 13 and one record. So there is a large margin for error um, and he'll be back for the playoffs. So um as long as you get that number one seed, and it would have to take an epic collapse. Because remember, everybody's hyper-focused on Dallas because it's Philadelphia, and I get it. But, um, it, it, you know, New Orleans is on January 1st at Lincoln Financial Field. Um, the Giants in Week 18 at Lincoln Financial Field. Eagles should be able to get a game with Gardner Minshew, to be honest. So with an injury like this, and we're definitely going to get into the Gardner Minshew side of things uh, eventually, but with the injury like this and it being the throwing shoulder, is there a chance that when he does come back, is there a chance for some level of overcompensation for the injury because he's had that time off trying to get back into the swing of things, getting back into the rhythm and, Technically, this injury is still something that's probably going to linger as the playoffs progress. So is this is, is this a situation where he could potentially overcompensate because he's been throwing the ball very well? And the last thing I'm sure anyone would like to see is him regress as a passer. How will this influence his mechanics, so on and so forth? No, I don't think. I mean, that's sort of the luxury. You know, you, you, I think there would be more of a concern if you're trying to play through it. In other words, if the playoffs started last week and he's trying to play through something like that. Um, which you might try to do in a big high leverage situation. The fact that the Eagles have so much time because um, of, of what they have built up in that 13 and one record, uh, they can afford to let him get treatment uh, to regain the strength in his shoulder uh, and hit the postseason at hundred percent. Now there's always a rust factor uh, you could be concerned with, but it, not from a health standpoint, it should be the timing of it should be, you know, allow him to be completely a hundred percent for the postseason. And I, and I, you know, and I want to point out that, you know, he played through this thing uh, in the third quarter, he injured it uh, and he played through it and he made 
some of his best throws of the game <laughs> right uh, with it so um you know to calm people down a little bit i wouldn't this is not a serious injury this is not a serious injury um you know when somebody gets hurt like we're, we're to compare it to you know avante maddox being out four games with a hamstring or a high ankle sprain um, is it similar to the dallas goddard shoulder injury now dallas broke uh a a it's called a glenoid bone in his labrum it's a very small bone um so he actually broke that bone. There's no broken bones here. He he underwent an MRI, had x-rays um, in Chicago, had an MRI, which showed the sprain, nothing broken. So it's not, it's not similar to Dallas's injury. Okay. You mentioned uh, earlier about treatment and rest. Other um, than shoulder. They're both injured to shoulders, but right, different, right. different injuries. Right. So you've mentioned, you know, treatment rest for an injury like this. It's, it's not as serious as it seemed when, when the news first came out. But, you know, you've been covering this game for a long time. You've had the opportunity to cover a plethora of injuries and more injuries that we can count. Um, where have you seen injuries like this before in the league? And what has treatment historically been like for a shoulder sprain or injury like this at the quarterback position? Um, it's It happens, you know it's happened quite a bit over the years. Um, a lot of guys play through it if they have to play through it, which is probably not. Um, uh, and, and again, if the Eagles needed this game, I think we'd be having a different conversation to be honest. Um, that's Jalen was able to finish uh, the game in Chicago. Um, I, I think it's actually good that you don't have to press them and don't have to, um, you know, protect him from himself uh, because it's, I mean, the Eagles want to beat the Cowboys. I don't want to say they don't, but um, it's, it's just not a necessity. It's just not. So any way you look at it, um, you have a little wiggle room so you don't have to push things. Um, It's generally, you know, two to four week injury and there are different levels of sprains, but um the Eagles are hopeful it's a two-week injury. So, um, but again, week eighteen, if you don't need him to play, I, I, I personally, and this is only my, I personally wouldn't play him if 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 you didn't have to. Now, if they need the game, and you have to play him, you have to play him. You know, Garner Minshew, he's a player who has been able to come in for the Philadelphia Eagles in spurts and secure need very much needed wins it kind of reminds me uh last season when Jalen Hurts went down with the ankle injury and Minshew had to come in uh to uh, to play the New York Jets and that game was vital that game was vital for the Philadelphia Eagles to continue their hunt towards the playoffs um this game coming up with the Dallas Cowboys because the Cowboys lost yesterday the Eagles won this game has lost some level of meaning Maybe it, I'm sure it means a lot to the Dallas Cowboys, but ultimately the Philadelphia Eagles are in the driver's seat. What should be the game plan going forward um, in terms of Minshew, um, in terms of how they use uh, Miles Sanders? Because, again, this is another thing I want to bring up with you as well before you even answer that question. In this in this Bears game, 
I think a lot of people can agree that the game plan coming out was highly questionable. Miles Sanders didn't have a touch until midway through the second quarter. And I know we're not one, and I know you're not one to legislate injuries, especially in, in this game of football. Anything can happen at any given moment. But why are you pressing against the Chicago Bears when it's less than 20 degrees outside where the the, the dirt, the turf, the mud, whatever you want to call it, is as hard as it can be? Why are you running your quarterback 17 <clears> times <throat> when you have a running back who has over 1,000 yards? I don't understand. Well, uh, you know, a, a lot of that is hindsight because Jalen got hurt. But of course. I, I, I will say, you know, okay, 17, and, and we do this all the time. Take out two kneel downs at the end of the game in victory formation, so that makes it 15. I don't know how many sneaks they ran, but take them out. Um, and I, I'd have to go through the play by play, but they ran a couple sneaks so you can take them out. So let's say for the sake of argument, we'll just keep it at two. Um, that knocks it down, uh, to 13. Um, and then you start talking about the game plan and, and miles not touching it. That's a legitimate criticism. 640, I think one 642 left in the second quarter. Um, he, first touch that's that's not acceptable uh very similar to the washington game they weren't successful off offensively early time of possession was out of whack that played into it um but i'm with you more so because of the weather uh than anything else but now that jalen's gotten hurt everybody's pointing out and and so when i say you're down to 13 say half of those were rpos so run pass option, there's an option there. Um, and gen generally, you know, the Eagles call it essentially a triple option because there's a run pass run option, um, which is obviously traditional run to Miles Sanders, pass to whomever run by Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jalen was keeping the football. So, you know, he's reading the back end and that's what the Bears were doing. Um so it's kind of built into that offense. If it's supposed to go, you're reading one player. So if he's, you know, you got to keep it. You got to pull it. Um, and that's what was happening. So I do think people look at that number at the end of the game, say 17 is too much. They didn't have 17 design runs. Victory formation, quarterback sneaks, RPOs. You know, if 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 say seven RPOs went all Miles Sanders' way, people are having a different discussion. But Jalen got hurt, um, and 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 now the hindsight is is running out of control. Where I think the more legitimate criticism, and you brought it up, Tone, the weather. I, I, that's the first thing I said. I, what, I, I mean, the weather was atrocious. And even Jalen himself was talking about his hands being numb. Uh, you know, we talked about his vision, wasn't able to see the field well. That's how cold it was. And believe me, it was that cold. If you ever been on Lake Michigan, uh, wind show was about 10 degrees, maybe lower. Um, and they're throwing the book football like knuckleheads. I don't, I didn't, I didn't understand it, but 
ultimately the Eagles have the mentality of we can do what we can do and what we want to do. And, and for the most part, that's a good thing because they have extreme confidence. And, and by the way, at the end of the day, 68-yard throw to A.J. Brown. You had the deep throw to Devontae Smith. They were able to get, you know, Jalen by the end of it was over 300 yards passing. They were able to get some things done. But I think it would have been easier if they went, went a different route. So I agree. I didn't understand the game plan. But I didn't understand the game plan because of the weather, not because Jalen Hurts got hurt. I think that's I think that's very I think that's very reasonable reasonable on your part, you know. But you know, Jalen Hurts, he's improving so much as a passer. He has improved so much as a passer. And by my estimation, that would imply that maybe you don't have to draw up so many design runs for this young man. Again, I don't want to I don't want to take away his superpower. I don't want to I don't want to build in a sounds into, like you want to take offense. away his superpower, Tom. <laughs> you know, you know, John. You know, I'm. I'm trying to remain as objective as possible with this thing. <laughs> Look, the know- guy, the guy played. I don't under. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand people who want to take away something from a guy who does something so well. He's not Jalen Hurts without that part of the game. Take yeah. it into it. First of all, football is a dangerous game. All right, we'll we'll look about you know whether it's Dallas Goddard we were talking about with the uh, broken glenoid bone in his shoulder Chauncey Gardner Johnson got a lacerated kidney for God's sakes it is a violent violent game and I always bring up Zach Ertz because he said it to me here in Philadelphia and by the way Zach unfortunately is out with a torn ACL and a torn MCL Um, if you play this game long enough the injury rate is 100% everybody gets injured everybody gets injured everybody so you can't you can't say it you know jason kelsey will tell you this and he talks about it whether people complaining about referees or people talking about resting people you can't be successful and be scared. You play. You're healthy, you play. You 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 you're successful running the football, you're one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. If it's there, run the football. You don't wake up one day and say, "Oh, Chicago stinks. We're not going to run the football." with the quarterback. We're going to tell the quarterback and as you just described it, his superpower, say, oh, you know what? Chicago stinks. Don't worry about it today, Jalen. Doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. Jalen Hurts plays like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts should be the MVP of this league because of everything he does. And and there's a lot of critics, and I didn't get to say this on Birds 365 because I was traveling for 67 hours today but um so i'll say it here with you tom critics look at that game and say oh that's a that's a knock on jalen hurts no that was another box check because as i compare it like a baseball pitcher the great pitchers the ace pitchers when they don't have their ace stuff they find a way to win 
they find a way there to get their team over the top. That's what happened to Jalen Hurts. So everyone's saying he had his worst game of the year, and he did from a passing perspective in the turnovers and the 64.6 passer rating. He's also the first player in history to have 300 yards passing, 50 yards rushing, and three rushing touchdowns. In his worst game, he set another historic record. And he got his team to 13-1. and while Dallas was blowing a 17-point lead in Jacksonville. That's a check mark. And now we know, in hindsight, he played the fourth quarter when he's completing 68-yard passes to A.J. Brown with a sprained shoulder. That's a freaking check mark. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. And it makes me think about the fact that this narrative has been surrounding Jalen Hurst throughout the season about him being a system quarterback and how he's more so just riding the coattails of his team. I think a lot of people in this league, a lot of national correspondents, a lot of national pundits, I think they're going to really get a sense when Gardner Minshew plays against Dallas, they're going to see Jalen Hurts' value and why he is um, the coal to this uh, locomotive of the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, Gardner Minshew, again, he's most likely going to start in Dallas. I think that's more so a foregone conclusion. Now, what does this look like for the Philadelphia Eagles? What do you anticipate the game plan being? Are we going to lean more on Miles Sanders? Are we going to dial back? Uh, obviously, you dial back the RPOs. So um, should we expect a similar game plan as we saw maybe in that Jets game? Yeah, I think you can go back to the Jets game. Remember, you know, Gardner also played uh, against Dallas, but he was fine with the backup. So the Jets game is a better indication. Um and the Eagles have a, a tremendous supporting cast, which is, you know, not an insult to Jalen Hurts. <laughs> they have a, so, I mean, Gardner Minshew is a very good backup quarterback. Um, and he could probably start in this league. If you were going to list the 32 best quarterbacks in the world, I, I think Gardner Minshew's on that list. So, um, it, 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 he's not, you know, chop liver. I don't want to overstate it and say he's great because he's not great either. You know, he'd probably be in the bottom five of starting quarterbacks if, if he were somewhere else. Uh, but he can do some things with this supporting cast. So, yeah, I, I and, he, and he's very smart. And he, now that he's been here for a while, he understands the offense. Um, so I think everything's on the table except – the running ability uh, that Jalen Hurts has. And Gardner's got some mobility and, and ability to make a play here or there, extend a play, you know, maybe get a, a, a six-yard run, convert a first down. But he's not going to get the explosive stuff. He's not going to dominate in the red zone. He's not going to – the quarterback sneaks aren't a beat to complete anymore with Gardner Minshew in there. Um, but, he, you know, he's not <laughs> – He's not – a lot of teams, when they go to their backup, you say, oh, um, that's not the case with the Eagles and Gardner Minshew. It's, it's, it's funny. I was I was talking to our uh, our executive producer, Xander, behind the scenes before we got started, and uh, obviously this is a, a – this, obviously this is a punch in the stomach for the Philadelphia Eagles. But, you know, we were discussing it, and this team – and like you mentioned, you could do a lot worse – than a Gardner Minshew. On top of that, 
this injury uh, that Jalen Hurts sustained. It's not an ACL. It's not an Achilles. It's not an MCL. This could be an entirely different conversation we're having. So if anything, fans should be blessed that this injury is what it is. Well, I don't know. You never want anybody to get hurt. But I guess, you know, I mean, yeah, if for people thinking he's, he doesn't have a broken collarbone, um, he's got a sprained shoulder, um, and he'll be back. So, I mean, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Just like Dallas Goddard got hurt, um, and, and Chauncey and everybody else, you know, maybe, maybe Jordan Mylotta is the better example earlier in the season when he, when he hurt his shoulder, um, you know, and he, and he had to miss a game. I, I think what did Jordan miss one? one or two, but it's more similar. Uh, and his was much more significant. He had to wear a harness, um, of course, different positions and he doesn't need the range of motion that Jalen needs, but, um, guys get hurt in this league. It happens every week and on every team all across the league, Chicago suffered multiple injuries in that game. Um, in that same game, it's a tough sport, man. And 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 when you're playing that in five degree wind chills, it's even tougher. Yeah, you mentioned this earlier. The fact that despite the injury, Jalen Hurts made some of his best throws of the season. You know, with the goal balls with uh, Devontae and AJ Brown, and you know, again, Eagles fans, this guy will be back. Nine times out of 10, you won't see him for the rest of the regular season, which would be the logical move on the Philadelphia Eagles part. Let Garner Minshew steal one game. If he can't steal one game out of three, then we have a big problem on our hands. But I really don't think uh, that's going to be the case. Um, of course, John, you were traveling today, and we weren't really able to get your um, By the tape. way, and, and let me say real quick, Tom. Yeah, for sure. Even if Gardner Minshew can't steal one game, that doesn't mean everybody else is winning. That doesn't mean Dallas is winning all three of their games. Minnesota sure as hell ain't going to win what they need to win to to be in the number one seed conversation. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, so, you know, again, you were traveling. We weren't really able to get your thoughts on some of your uh, major observations from that Eagles-Bears game. We acknowledge that Jalen Hurts didn't have his best game. But he showed an ability to play through it. And I think the story of that game for, for the. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Philadelphia Eagles was winning the explosive play battle. But I'm but I want to hear. Uh, what were some of your um, key observations from that matchup uh, against the Bears? Well, yeah, I mean, but the Eagles always want to win. The, the two things they want to win are explosive plays and turnovers. They didn't win the turnovers, and that's the reason the Bears were in the game, to be honest. Uh, if they played a clean game, um, it's not nearly as close. And I never, being at the game, you never got the feeling that Chicago was going to win the game. Um now, football bounces a crazy way. You saw the nuttiness that happened in the Patriots game. You never know, <clears throat> excuse me, in this league. But, um, yeah, it wasn't the Eagles' best performance. But, you know, I felt I, I, I nailed this game, uh, at least from the perspective. Uh, uh, Nick Sirianni talked all week about there's no such thing as a trap game, and he hates to admit there's trap games. Well, guess what? You got trapped. Um, and and if you don't want to use that term, I'm trying to use the human nature game. It was a human nature game. Dallas on Christmas Eve was coming up. Uh, you had just gotten the big win over the Giants, another division foe. And here you have right in the middle, in terrible weather, a terrible team, Human nature. And I thought the Eagles would would play poorly at times. I said it all over Jacob Sports. I said they were going to have lulls, but ultimately they would out-talent the Bears, and that's what happened. It was a little bit closer than I thought it would be, and that had to do with the turnovers. The, the short field um, on the one um which turned into the David Montgomery touchdown. You take that play away, you know, it's probably an easier win, but it should have been expected. But here's 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 the good thing. Again, and we'll use Dallas as the example. They had a 17-point lead in Jacksonville, and they lost the lead to a bad football team. Now, Doug has got him going. Doug Peterson's got him going in a better direction than Chicago. They're better than Chicago. But they're still not very good. They're still in the midst of rebuilding. Everybody has lulls in this league. Everybody. Buffalo, Kansas City. Kansas City had to go to overtime with the 1-12-1 and Houston Texans. Overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has lulls in this league. The difference between the Eagles, they're 13 and 1. Yeah. They've built up a lot of equity throughout the season. Um and that makes the path that much more smoother for a guy like Garner Minshew. Um I'm I'm looking at this Eagles Bears game, right? And another thing that jumped off the page or jumped off the screen to me was just how dominant this defensive front four was it was arguably 
one of their most dominant performances. We've seen dominant performance after dominant performances, but this is the third game in a row they've recorded six uh, or more sacks in a game, two for Josh Sweat, two for Hassan Reddick, two for Javon Hargrave. Can this defense carry this team the rest of the way until Jalen Hurts gets back? Uh, well, the defense is very good, but I do want to warn people about yesterday's game. I have never seen, and I, 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 Justin Fields is a tremendous athlete, maybe the best running quarterback. I've never thought I'd say there's a better running quarterback than Lamar Jackson, but he might be better because uh, I think he's a little bit more physical, uh, and he's just. I don't even want to, he he is mind blowing when it comes to running the football. So as many accolades as you can give him there, 180. Slowest processor I've ever seen throwing the football. Doesn't get rid of it. Has no idea what he's doing. Um so I mean, the Eagles defensive front played very well, but you don't often are going to play quarterback who's going to hold on to the football like that. So, um, but they've been sacking quarterbacks. But as I always point out, Seth asked me this on the on the post games. Look, there are certain quarterbacks that most notably Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. You understand when you were playing those guys, Tom's still playing. Um you're not going to get a lot of sacks. Why are you not going to get a lot of sacks? Because your defensive line isn't playing as well? No, because the quarterback is processing quickly, getting rid of the football, putting the football where it's supposed to go. You get sacks against quarterbacks who hold on to the football. Nobody holds on to the football longer than Justin Fields. It's He's got a long way to go. Yeah, it makes you think about going against Dane Jones last week, a guy who holds on to the football at times. Yep. Then, and, and then you go against Ryan Tannehill, another guy who was processing the game slowly. So, you know, getting getting all these sacks against the quarterbacks you got them against, and you compare it to guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, guys who process the game rather quickly. If you get two sacks on Tom Brady, that's a win for your defensive line. That's a line. big game. That's a big game. That's, the, that's why pressure is more important. Jody McDonald would hate this. That's why pressure – is more important to coaches than sacks because sacks are dependent on, on certain things. Pressures aren't dependent. If you can speed the quarterback up again, Tom Brady's not going to let you sack him six times. If you sack him three times, it's a phenomenal game. He's not going to allow it. Um, are you playing worse? You might be playing better. Um, if you look at the Giants in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady, both times, perfect example. They sped him up, they got him off his spots, and they were able to upset them on the biggest stage, the Patriots. <clears throat> That's what it's about, pressure. And the Eagles' defensive front is tremendous at pressure. Last year was sort of the – you rarely see a top-five team in pressure, pressure rate, and a bottom five team in sacks, that was the 2021 Eagles. They were top five in pressure rate, and they were second to last in sacks. That rarely happens. And it was it was always going to be a market correction to a certain point. 
In other words, the sacks were going to come and they've come this year to the point. Now people overrate the sacks again, because they're going to set a franchise record. They're sacking Justin Fields and Daniel Jones and Ryan Tannehill. You know, then if you get to the playoffs against, and I'm trying to think of the NFC, Kirk uh, holds on to the ball. Uh, Brock Purdy holds on to the ball as a rookie. Actually, I don't even know. I shouldn't say that because I haven't seen enough of a Brock Purdy play. Dak, um, average, I would say, um, on getting rid of the football. Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke. You're not going to worry about much on the NFC side. Even Kirk Cousins, the one veteran, holds on to the football way too long. Um, AFC is where um, you don't have a lot of quarterbacks anymore who who process the game quickly and get rid of the football. So that's good news for the Eagles. Now, will that be good news in terms of Gardner Minshew's processing speed? I know he's a fairly uh, quick decision maker, um, but Jalen Hurts has been a quarterback who's shown an ability to, I mean, because of his play style, he does hold on at times because he likes to process things. You know, he'll see things. But Jalen Hurts, has, his clock has gotten faster. He's he, His trigger has gotten uh, quicker as well. But Gardner Minshew, the Cowboys' pressure is going to find a way to try to speed up his clock, right? They're going to try to force him to make mistakes given the circumstances. Oh, sure. I mean, the Cowboys have <laughs> they have the best pass rush. The Eagles are actually second when it comes to pressure rate. Cowboys are first. Um starts with Micah Parsons, obviously, uh, which people don't like him because of what he said about Jalen Hurts. But trust me, the Eagles like him <laughs> as a player. Um, and as they say, if you can't if you can't block them, read them. Um, and that becomes more difficult because you don't have Jalen Hurts, and you're not going to be as effective in the RPO game with Gardner Minshew. So that's what the Eagles coaches said the first time they played the Cowboys. If you can't block them, read them. And remember, this is the best offensive line in football. And they knew you're not going to block Mike Parsons consistently. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult, um, without Jalen Hurts and the RPO stuff that he brings to the offense that Gardner is not going to be able to bring. Now they'll run it yeah. and he's better than a lot of quarterbacks at it. Um, but he's not Jalen Hurts. You know, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Gardner Minshew. I'm thinking about Jalen Hurts and this amount of time he's going to have off. You, you, you might as well say he's going to be he's he shut down for the rest of the season. He's going to have plenty of time off to really get his head deep into the playbook. He's going to be able to watch a lot of stuff. He's going to be able to watch stuff from a, I guess, from a bird's eye view, I guess you'll say. Is there any good that the Philadelphia Eagles fans can take from this in terms of Jalen Hurts continuing to develop as a, as a quarterback um, being able to read defenses, process defenses. Um, is there any, is there any good they can take out of this with Jalen Hurts being sideline? Um, in reference to learning, no. I mean, look, it's better if he's playing. But I mean, it's it goes back to the injury rate. I mean, you have this 
dumb narrative, and I'll call it a dumb narrative that dual threat quarterbacks are going to get hurt and and um, pocket passers are, are not going to get hurt. <laughs> pocket pa- A, pocket passers get hurt all the time. Um, B, yeah, Jalen Hurts, when he, he missed uh, time last year, he got hurt in the pocket, not outside the pocket. So, you know, at, at some point, because the game has changed, the dual threat quarterbacks, because that's what everyone's looking for now, they're going to continue to populate the league. So everybody wants a dual threat. The pocket, the true pocket passers are going to be the minorities in the league very, very quickly. And once the math equation stops, and because pe- I'm sure you're here all the time, Tom, running quarterbacks can't win a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, right? Which is, to be quite honest, the dumbest thing in the first of all. It, it, you know, it's it's a move the goalpost equation because Steve Young could run the football like nobody's business, number one. But they say, well, yeah, but he was better a passer. Well, yeah, all right, you're going to move the goalpost. He, could he run? Could he run very effectively? Yes, he could. But even, the, even if you get past the goalpost argument, the Trent Dilpers of the world, the Jeff Hostetlers of the world who won Super Bowls, even if you want to go to Mark Rippon and dare I say, as I always whisper on verse 365, dare I say Nick Foles. Um, and you're telling me Lamar Jackson can't win a Super Bowl or Jalen Hurts can't win a Super Bowl. As the kids say, get the hell out of here. Now, a lot of things have to align to win a Super Bowl. A lot of things. And... Philadelphia should know that better than anyone from 2017. Um, this is a better team than 2017. I say it all the time. I was with that team from day one to the through the Super Bowl. I've been with this team from day one through 14 games. It's not even particularly close. This is a far more talented team. Does that guarantee they're going to win the Super Bowl? Hell no. You 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 play poorly on one game day. This is one and done. It's like the NCAA tournament, man. Lightning strikes and you could be out. But this is a really good team. This is a really good quarterback. And nothing's going to change that. Be as though that this is a really good team, right? Do you buy into the whole narrative that players tend to elevate their gangs for the backup because they know the backup is limited? Yeah, I think it, and and sometimes that happens in a short sort of uh, um, sample size. Um, certainly for one week, even two weeks, guys can pick it up. But it starts if if somebody's out for a longer period, it starts to wear uh, on you. But yeah, in, in the short term, yeah, it happens all the time. Guys know they have to pick it up and say, "All right, we can't lean." Uh, there were a couple times this year, including um, Chicago, by the way, I think, where Jalen Hurts has willed this team to win during their lulls because they've had lulls. 
but he's willed the team to win through those lulls. Um, that's, I think, the difference. I don't think you're going to have that with the backup quarterback. So you got to play effectively. He's not going to rescue you with some kind of – you're not going to play poorly like they did in Indianapolis uh, for a long period of time, and then Jalen's going to, you know, put the game on his shoulders and win it. It's not going to happen like that. They have to play good football. You know, Gardner Mitchell being in and him not being the dual threat quarterback that Jalen Hurts is, it makes me think about the game plan going forward for the rest of the season. And we all know Nick Sirianni has a man crush on Phillip Rivers. You know, the, that that that's his guy. You know, that's his prototypical quarterback. You know, he loves Andrew Luck and so on and so forth. And we know he handed off the play calling to Shane Steichen because Shane Steichen um, clearly knew how to develop a better game plan in terms of using Jalen Hurts' abilities um, at an optimum level. Should we expect uh, a more prototypical passing offense uh, with Gardner Minshew, should we expect should we expect a Philip Rivers esque uh, Colts oh, style offense? Whoa, no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, Philip Rivers, um, yeah, Philip was one of those extremely fast processors um, and a strict, strict, strict pocket quarterback. Philip Rivers wasn't going anywhere. Um, Gardner's. Um, Gardner's pretty mobile. I mean, I'm 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 just comparing him to Jalen Hurts. I mean, you know, there's Lamar, there's Justin, and there's Jalen, and then there's everybody else. If 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 you from an athleticism standpoint, if you took the the most mobile quarterbacks, Gardner Minshew would be top half. And 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 I mean he can move. Um, he just can't move at an elite level. Um, and at the same rate, there's like Philip Rivers processes like a Hall of Fame level. So, no, Gardner can't process like Philip Rivers. I mean, that's you know, that's, well, I, I mainly, I, I mainly meant more so from a game plan perspective from the coaches trying to put him in situations that's more optimal for his skill set. No, I mean, I, I don't think, yeah. Uh, one thing about this coaching staff, and they do typically, I don't think they did a good job in Chicago. I thought Gannon did a good job. I, yeah. I didn't think. <laughs> Gannon I is earning his flowers in Philadelphia right now. He's earning them. I didn't I didn't think that would ever happen. Ooh, I'd, I'd, I'd leave to Chicago and people like Jonathan Gannon, what happened? <laughs> Twilight Zone. Um, um, yeah, I, I, for the most part, the Eagles build around what they have or, or the weaknesses of the opponents, um, and they do a good job with that. Um, Gardner's not like Jalen. He's not like Phillip Rivers. He's, he's Gardner Minshew, and they'll take advantage of what he does well and try to mask as many deficiencies as possible. He doesn't have the strongest arm. Um, so you're probably not going to see the go balls anymore, um, at least for a while. So Jalen gets back. He might try it 20, 30 yards down the field instead. Um, but they'll, they'll build around 
they'll build a game plan around what Gardner does well. Two more things for you that we're going to begin to close this thing out. Um, make sure you guys continue to smash that like button. All the support you guys are providing to the show is very, uh, very much felt. Um, John, Gardner Minshew, he's a fascinating player. And he's someone who's had ups and, ups and downs in his career. You know, he was a former starter, then he became a backup. And it makes me think, going into this playoffs, when Jalen Hurts comes back, I know he's going to be still dealing with this injury on some level. But is there a chance that players try to take shots at that shoulder? Oh, yeah. Everybody's taking shots at it. That's the NFL. People were taking shots. That was the Bears game plan. They were taking, they were, they were putting some licks on Jalen Hurts. Um, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's not like the 1980s, but, you know, people still, you you see, I saw Kevin O'Connell today uh, complaining. People are taking shots at Justin Jefferson left and right over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're going to go, they're going to go after it when he comes back to see if it's healthy. Now you hope people do it in a legal fashion, uh, but yeah, I mean, they're going after it, no doubt about it. Challenge knows that. How do you think this situation impacts Jalen Hurts' future contract with the Philadelphia Eagles? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. It's a minor injury in the in the bigger picture. Um, not at all. Jalen's going to get <laughs> sometimes a lot it's just of that money. simple, right? <laughs> Jalen's going to get a lot of money, and 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 what way? Because he got injured, you don't think they want to pay him? Howie Roseman is a very fascinating character. I'll I'll, I'll say that much. He's very fascinating. And I don't some... know. I mean, people can wait and see. Look, if the if 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 <laughs> you know. If the Eagles are trying to, uh, I I don't know what they would gain by hiding a significant injury um, and pretending it's not significant, because ultimately, if it's significant, he's not playing. But it's a season-ending. He's a season-ending injury, not playing. Can't hide it. You you can I guess you can try to hide it for two weeks, but it's going to come out. It's going to come to fruition. He's got a sprained shoulder. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So as we as we close the show out, you know, can you just give um, for for people who may have just popped in on the stream last minute, can you just give the final synopsis, um, your final word about the Jalen Hurts injury and what people should be able to expect? going forward um, as far as recovery time and um, when he'll be back. I just got a sprained uh, throwing shoulder. Um, he he needs some rest. He needs some therapy. Uh, he needs to get the strength back. Typical rehab for any sprained shoulder. Um, so it is going to take some time. Um, could be a two-week injury. As I said, if the Eagles don't need to win uh, week 18, he might you might not see him. In the 
in the rest of the regular season. But he will be back for the postseason. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's a little concern if you're not playing for a month. There's a little concern over rust. But, you know, hopefully in that type of situation, he can play out of that in the first quarter or whatever. But um, if anyone's concerned that it's a season-ending injury, um, the Eagles certainly do not believe it's an Eagle uh, season-ending injury. You guys heard her here first. John McMullen has just eased your concerns. So, look, we'll see how this thing plays out. It's not as serious as it was made out to be. But, again, he's going to most likely miss the rest of the Well, rest And, by the way, season. I don't know who made it out to be because – yeah, guys like Tom Pelissero, they they didn't. That was the first person out. I saw. I saw Tom Pelissero with, yeah, with the right Tom, shoulder. Yeah, um, I believe, and I don't know because I was on a plane. But Tom, uh, I believe, broke the story, and I believe said, "I don't know if he put a timetable on it, but he did say something like." The first Not person I saw with the timetable was John Clark. Uh, he said, "There's a." He said, "There's no doubt Jalen Hurts will be back for the playoffs." Yeah. yeah, there's and John is right, and John's another guy you can trust, um, and he's right. You guys heard it here first. This has been football twenty four seven. Jalen Hurts will be back eventually, but he most likely will not be back against the Dallas Cowboys. Nine times out of ten, we're going to see Gardner Minshew face off against Dak Prescott. And look, the Philadelphia Eagles are a roster that's pretty stacked, all things considered. They're still 13 and 1. They still they're still in pole position in terms of locking up the number one seed. Like John McMullen said earlier on, the, the magic number this week is the number one. One win, you get the number one seed, and you get the NFC East. So you guys have been locked in on football 24-7. Or one loss from the or others. one loss. Or one loss. Either way, between the Dallas Cowboys or the, the Minnesota. Now they're playing each other this week. So. Right. So one loss from the Vikings and they got it locked up. So, you know, this has been Football 24-7 with John McMullen. I'm your humble host, Tony DeShields II. Keep it locked, you guys. Smash that like button. Continue to support Jacob Sports. One love. Stay humble. Stay healthy. And most importantly, stay hungry. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 